Hello, uh, welcome to Game of Strohs. Uh, I'm Luke Verbatim. And I am Carl Alamode. Well, now that we've figured that out, uh, let's give a, like, a little recap. Some of you might have listened to our um, brief pre-Game of Thrones show earlier. Does anyone even remember the name of this episode? Because I don't. You know, I don't either. I think it was just kind of like a season finale. I need to start looking at that stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, all right. Game of Thrones season finale. We'll just call it that for now. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta say, um, of the, like, like, if I were to judge an episode purely on, like, how much my mind is blown, this one would probably be, like, of the greatest magnitude. Yeah, there were, um, so many things happened that made my jaw drop. I was enthralled. For the most part, uh, I would say... You know, What'd you say? Danny me? and John getting it on, that made my jaw drop the most. Yeah. Um, they did that. Definitely a couple of babes just like going at it. And yeah. I was, I was happy that uh, nephew and aunt could finally live the life that they were destined to live. So I was, I was, that was quite a relief. Um, what... What was uh, what was the most salient point for you? Well, I'd like to talk about that in our um, recurring segment. Who Who's is, is hot? hot? <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay, Littlefinger was hot earlier today before we saw the new episode. Definitely hot. That guy was rocking the brooches. It was fucking beautiful. But um, now he is not. He yeah. is cold. He's not. He's not hot. He is very cold. Who is hot right now? I think is Theon Greyjoy. Oh man, that guy is so hot. He's so hot. All right, Theon's moment was freaking insane. Really great. Uh, I remember there were so many people that were like, "Oh man, Theon went back to the Reek mode." When Euron took his sister hostage, when he took Yara hostage, which let me let me just define Reek mode for the public that's maybe not familiar with Game of Thrones. He's a cuck. He's a cuck. Yes, one of those globalist cucks that we've heard all about. But yeah, uh, he went into he went into cuck mode. I mean Reek mode, and uh, and that's what most people thought. But actually, I I always had faith. Like I I knew that like. Theon was going to get the right words because we've spent too much time on him in the in the entire series, and if he just turned out to be a big, big pussy, like who gives a shit about him? So I'm glad I'm glad that he was able to kill somebody in cold blood. Well, I don't know what's the definition. Yeah, that was in cold blood. I mean, he like murdered a red shirt basically. Yeah, he was kind of a red shirt. I'm not sure. Maybe in the books, maybe he has more of a, maybe he has a name. But like, yeah, just an, like a lieutenant. We we never got his name. He didn't really matter. So, uh, glad I'm glad Theon finally stepped up. And it seems like maybe he's assuming. I I don't know. I it, I don't know. So like, assuming he saves Yara, like what what's Theon's role? Like, is he like a general? Like. I, who knows? That's up for speculation. We got a good eighteen months to figure that out. I but know, right? yeah. there's one other thing that's hot right now. You know what that is? Dragon Uber. 
<laughs> Dragon Uber. Let's talk about Dragon Uber. Oh, man. Is uh, Daenerys on the rideshare program? Because she took a while getting to that to that meeting at Baylor Sept. Yeah. It she was a little late, and then we had that spicy, that spicy uh, dialogue where uh, Cersei was insulted by her tardiness. But Yeah, I mean, she was insulted. But Come on, like, Uber. Get your shit together. So is it like Uber X, Uber XL, Uber Black? Uber Dragon? Is that, like, the the top? Dude, I would take Uber Dragon. I think, like, you might get some road rashes from in some interesting areas. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it seems like some pretty sweet views and some, like, first class. Yeah, and what's the Dracarys policy on this? Okay, so, uh... Before we were rudely interrupted by the anchor's um, time limit for segments, what's the uh, policy on saying Takaris in a Dragon Uber? I think uh, you, you uh, break it, you buy it. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Okay, so so Daenerys shows up and they have that. I just like really loved that 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 really awkward pregnant pause moment where it's just like everyone's just sitting there and. And like, just like, well, I like we fucking hate each other. Like, is this gonna be okay? Are we gonna kill each other? Uh, I really enjoyed that moment because uh, I don't think we've ever had a really like a moment of silence in Game of Thrones. Does that make sense? Like, is that like have we ever had anything like that where it's just like extremely awkward and quiet and like there's no nothing said. Well we never have had like a peaceful meeting of like people who are so obviously against each other and there's so much bad blood between all these characters. I mean like it's the first time that Tyrion's seen Cersei. And Tyrion's all stepping up like yeah. taking care of like you know what, what what would you call that like counseling I guess. He's like a he's like a an ombudsman. He's like What's an ombudsman? An ombudsman is a it's a mediator. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was really great. I really liked uh, Tyrion's dialogue all throughout the episode. You all have to excuse me. We are we are live in front of the fire. Yeah, we are we very are, live right we're, now. We're at the uh, log cabin up in New Hampshire. Shout out to New Hampshire. You know? Shout out to New Hampshire, and you know what? The great people at Cannon. <laughs> Yeah, Cannon Mountain. I've never skied in my life, but I have a feeling that if you want to ski there, you probably should. If you're into skiing, Cannon Mountain seems like the place. It, in fact, has the steepest really? ski trail Yeah, in North America. Yeah, it's the steepest. Damn, dude. So, um, go to Cannon Mountain, get your ski on. They're a proud sponsor of the uh, Game of Strohs podcast. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, pardon the uh, excess noise. Anyway, let's talk about uh, brother v. brother. All right, sometimes you uh, argue with your brother, but what if your brother is a crazy fucking zombie knight who can't talk? And what if your brother is this dumb... Little bitch who like, holds a grudge from when you like burned his face on a fire. Like, come on, who gives a shit? Not really. Yeah, but, it should be. It should be. 
facial tissue under the bridge at this point. Like, you're a zombie, <laughs> I'm a burn victim, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm more, I don't know. Okay, so obviously, that was a really cool moment. Like, and I was hoping, I was hoping we were going to get a, a Sandor Clegane in the mountain. Brawl. Like, yeah. you wanted a brawl. I wanted I th- a brawl. I think we're going to get that next year, for sure. I think that's... I think that is imminent. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was a great moment. And then we also had a reunion between uh, Bronn and Tyrion. Bronn and Tyrion had oh, a right. reunion. And, uh, it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. Obviously, they're besties. They're bros. And if they... Yeah. If they were watching the same TV show, they'd be starting a podcast called Game of Strohs. Of course. Hashtag Game of Strohs on Twitter if you want to catch us there. Yeah. Uh, whatever all the other social media is, you'll have to catch it at the end. But Just to reiterate, um, I'm. you can find me at Luke Verbatim. And um, what the fuck is your Twitter, uh, Twitter handle again? Twiddle. Uh, well, on Instagram, you can find, find me at Carl underscore Alamode. And just one word, a la mode. And uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Carl Gardner. Gardner is spelled G-A-R-D-N-R. No E. And uh, and Carl is spelled with a C. So, there you go. I got to change my Twitter handle. I'll probably change it because it kind of sucks having to spell it out. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, it's a little... It takes up time. It takes up time, and uh, time is a precious thing, uh, which takes us to our new sponsor, uh, uh, Watches McGee. And Watches oh, has I love the watches. best watches. They, watches McGee. All right, we're back. We had some technical difficulties, and uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Mantingo, the only condiment on the, on the uh, market right now that is actually combining ketchup and mustard. It's innovative. I think it's a great idea. Thank you, Mantingo, for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, I'd like to insert something about Montigo. Um, sorry, Mantigo. <laughs> Mantigo, I'm so sorry. I misread the prompt here that we have in front of us. You know, you're conditioned a certain way. and then, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, keep it going. Keep it going. It's fine. All right, we're live. We're doing it live. All right. We're doing it live. We're live, so, uh, we're live here back in the cabin, and we're saying stupid crap. But we love it. Uh, we're, this is our first we're time. Ta- this is our first time podcasting. So bear with us, guys. We're just having fun. All right. And Mantingo. It's the combination of ketchup and mustard. It's swirled into a jar, and they are our proud sponsors. Do you know what kind of mustard they use to swirl it in there? You know, I think it's just classic. Uh, Regular mustard. It's not Dijon. Actually, I'm sorry. I have to actually, uh, I have to call you out on this right now. Um, I'm looking on my phone, and actually, Mantingo uses pismins. Did you oh, know that pismins in Mantingo? Oh, yeah, I did pismins. not know that. That's uh, that's goes great with everything. You know, um, I'm a, a chef. <laughs> You're a chef, huh? Yeah, I'm I, a chef. We're all chefs at heart. Yeah, I think. I mean, I do enjoy cooking, and. Um, I get some good tips from uh, oh, Tim Heidecker at Tim Heidecker, and um, he uses Pissman's mustard exclusively in his recipes. And it adds pretty, a little in, spice. And pretty much every single recipe I understand is. Uh... Yeah, pretty much every recipe is entirely <laughs> Pissman's mustard. 
So, um, getting back to it, you know, you heard a little bit of our podcast earlier. Uh, we had a break. Technical difficulties. Yeah, uh, so we're just having fun here. We're, we're, uh, we're your fireside chat about Game of Thrones. That is true. You know, for anybody who is wondering, we are, in fact, sitting in a cabin that's made of logs. <laughs> this is the same. Yes. Yes. And um, we're sitting by a roaring fire, so... Uh, yeah, and it's all about to burn down, so... If you've got, you know, asthma, if you're interested in asthma, ASMR... ASMR, American Society for uh, Musical Rejects. Yeah, you will love our podcast, because that is what we are, but... <laughs> You don't really know us, so moving on. It's not relevant. Okay, so what... This is a Game of Thrones podcast at heart, and what I'm curious about talking about is the passage of time in this show. Yeah, okay. So we can talk about passage of time. So that... What, what is your first... What, what, what do you want to point out about, about like what bothers you about this? Well, it's just too fast. <laughs> and I think that it's... I wanted more, but I'm like, how did Jon Snow go from being almost murdered by White Walkers to being at King's Landing in one episode? Right. You remember the journey in, like, season one of, like, Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon? They went all the way down? Well, none of that, none of that, uh, North of that Wall, North of the Wall episode made sense at all. So, so, uh... So we have our badass party of people. Jon Snow, we have Barrack, we have... Um, Barrack Obama? Barrack Obama. <laughs> thanks, Barrack. <laughs> thanks for the... Thanks for the flaming sword. Uh, now nah, we, we have that party of Gendry, Barrack, uh, and, uh, and... You know, all the other people that I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, they're all going north. They find all... They, they find the... Frickin' whites, they find the White Walkers, they get trapped, but Gendry manages, first of all, to run back the entire length that they had marched up to the mountains. and then, Which was so fast! Really fast, I mean, uh, okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Of the doubt. He made it. And then, he's, he managed to get a raven, they wrote the message, they put it on a raven, the raven flew all the way to Dragonstone, okay? All right, so that, okay, already we have Gendry running down to the wall, and then we have the raven flying down to Dragonstone. What do you think that takes? Like, like in my opinion, I, that's, that should take at least one day. I, I don't really know, but from what I've seen in the past two or three episodes of the most recent season of Game of Thrones, I think Westeros is the size of New Jersey. <laughs> I think that's entirely plausible. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> I think that's like I, I don't know what what is it you it took them like, like early in the early in the story like it would take them fifty days, to get down to King's Landing and and Brienne of Tarth managed to get down from Westeros yeah from Westeros to King's Landing in like the matter of what felt like two days yeah maybe I think it maybe takes like a a week or maybe if I might be so bold to say a fortnight. A fortnight. What is a fortnight? I never really know. Uh, a fortnight is two weeks. Two weeks. I think. Really? I thought it was 20 days. I don't know. that. Either of us could be wrong about that. But I want to get back to my original point here. Is okay. that... Okay. So they're sending the distress signal to Danny to come help them with the dragons. 
they get the message to her and let's say like a day and then she flies back on her dragon all right so she leaves for her dragon with her dragon and she gets there like by what it seemed like early evening i guess yeah. i so like maybe it took her like 14 hours i i don't know so maybe yeah, ish. I, I'm just thinking, still thinking about for our listeners that uh, picked up on our poorly executed brief segment earlier. Uh, Dragon Uber, Dragon Uber, Dragon Uber she is killing her, it right she now. She takes her Dragon Uber. Hopefully, it's not a uh, surge pricing, uh, but I don't think there are that many people wanting to ride dragons. Anyway, so she yeah. gets up there. Maybe I mean, could be as short as six hours to get up to north of the wall. Who knows? So she gets up there, but. Uh, she saves everybody. She takes them back. Whatever it takes, as, as long as it takes. And when she leaves north of the wall, John is going down underneath into the lake, right? So, and then he comes back up, like he man, like he grabs his sword and like gets yeah. him back up on the ice. And then he's saved by Benjen. He gets on Benjen's horse and he rides back. Okay, the minute he gets back to the wall, I think we are led to believe. That, um, that like Danny and the dragons and the party of people who mm-hmm. went up north, they had just gotten back. That's what it felt like. And then, and then, like, when John wakes up, he's on the ship. Like, the, they show a shot of the ship just as John is arriving to the wall, and then John wakes up on the, on the ship. So, yeah. I, so it seems to me that the ship managed to get up there. In the same amount of time that the dragon, like in roughly the same amount of time that the dragon was able to get up to the wall. Maybe they had a getaway car planned. Like, all right, guys, we're going to have some ships just like on retainer. (laughs) JIC. I mean, maybe Elon Musk has managed to tunnel his way through the universe into Westeros and has granted the power of the Hyperloop to Daenerys Stormborn, but... I'm going to say, like, they kind of messed up on this one, but you know what? Yeah. I know that we've been ranting about it, and I hate to say this, but, like, let's, like I'll, I'll just let bygones be bygones. Let's, let's not worry about yeah. this too much. This episode was sick, and I don't really care that much about this thing, but it, it kind of skews my perception a little bit. I just want to, like, while we're in our nitpick section, like, section of our podcast, I have one more issue that I have. Spit uh, it out. Okay, so we have... This white walker dragon, right, that comes up to the wall. And I think we were all kind of wondering, like, what does, what comes out of a white walker dragon's, like, like, breath? Like, are are they going to breathe, yeah. are they going to breathe fire? Are they going to breathe ice? Kind of seemed like a hybrid of the two, which, like, I, I just want to know, like. It was, like, hot ice. Yeah, which, like, actually, like, confused me because if he's breathing one or the other, either it would be a neutral temperature, or I'm just saying, like, if it's one or the other, like, okay, first of all, if it's ice, then it wouldn't have melted the wall and crumbled the wall. I think we should readdress this um, topic in our favorite segment. Who is hot? So, it seems like uh, the... uh, (laughs) The dragon breath, the dragon breath is cold and hot at the same time. So I'm not sure what to do with this. So I, I'm I'm gonna say that right now, 
uh, White Walker dragons are definitely hot. Because yeah. I've clearly, 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 he melted that wall. Like, yeah, ice was melted. By ice, somehow. Yeah. But I gotta say, uh, the Night King, he's definitely hot right now, too. He is definitely hot. He's riding that fucking dragon like he's a Targaryen. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there are all these rumors that the Night King is, like, an old, 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 um, like, Stark? Like, that's like, oh. one of the, that's like a book theory that people have? Kind of looks like Bronn. That's a thing that's going around. You think, is that a thing that you just invented that's going to go around now? No, no, no. I read it. I read it on uh, Twitter. He the, looks the, like Bronn? The, uh, oh, Bronn might be the Nike. Oh, people want Bran. Yeah, Bran, Sorry. Bran. Raisin Bran. That's okay. Yeah. Raisin Bronn. Bran. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm saying, like, I, I don't think he looks like Bran. Like, first of all, he looked like a Targaryen because he, he mastered that dragon. And, like, I don't know, maybe it's just that he's a badass, like, warg, I guess. But, but I, I, to me, I think, I think, uh, I think the powers that be kind of wanted us to think that they, that he was a Stark. Mm -hmm. Like, that he was Bran or Stark, or, like, a Stark, any Stark. But actually, I think what the, the, like, the, it's going to be, like, a sub-twist, like, People thought thought that that was gonna be the twist, and then there's a twist underneath that twist. I think he's a Targaryen. I think he's a Stark. Maybe, maybe he's a Tar Stark Targaryen hybrid, just like somebody else who's hot right now, John Snow. Uh, right? John Snow is John so Snow. hot right now. He's he's a fuego. Yeah. Ah! John Snow just got laid for the second time in his life. Jon Snow had a episode of firsts. Uh, first time having sex with a woman who's not a redhead. First time, first time ever seeing King's Landing. True. Uh, first time actually sticking to his word. Just kidding. I know Jon Snow. He's a flip flopper. He's like John Kerry. Just flip, flop, flip, flop. How do you like? The, how, how did you find like when? How do you how do you feel that the show treated this <coughs> conflict in in the book or in in the story uh, between somebody who who is honorable and somebody who is I guess we you could uh, for lack of a better word you can call it conniving but somebody who mm -hmm. who gives up honor in convenient moments and and somebody who is always honorable. Well, I mean, I just think about the first season. Ned Stark was right. like the paragon of being honorable. If you're going back to OG honorables, it's definitely Ned Stark. And he got his head chopped off. So, yeah. It's a tough call. And I think that everyone's a little. Everyone except for Jon Snow. Well, no, that's not true. Jon Snow has broken his word before. I feel like this was. He breaks his yeah. word when he thinks it's like really right to do. Well, the the one time I can think that he has actually broken his his word. Okay, I guess I can think of tw two times. There was when he was ranging north of the wall, and uh, they were the the uh, 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 wildlings, br brothers of the black, like uh, oh. the Night's Watch. They're overtaken by the wildlings, and uh, John. Uh, takes it upon himself to, like, uh, along with Thorin Halfhand, 
hatches this this plan to infiltrate the wildlings, right? Right, and, and Thorin he, sacrifices his life, and he quote unquote like gives up the black, you know, mm-hmm. in in front of the king of beyond the wall. But he goes back on his word because, but actually, it was like a greater show of loyalty to the Night's Watch, right? Mm-hmm. But then I can think of one other moment where he's broken a vow, and or two other. Okay, I guess two others. First of all, he had sex with Egret. Yeah. Okay, but then he left the Night's Watch altogether. I'm just saying, just because you died and you came back to life does not release you from a lifelong, like, uh, thing. So if he's being entirely honorable, he doesn't leave the Night's Watch. But whatever. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, splitting hairs here. Right, but honor is like right. a it's a big part of Jon Snow. So and... so we had we had this lesson about honor from Jon Snow. Uh, in, th- in this like big council meeting, right? And I'm just like, everyone thought that they were like that he was wrong, but I think I think I think the audience came away right for like agreeing with John. Like, what are we without our word? What are we with? Like, if we can't well, trust each other? I mean, it's kind of like um, there's this isolated group of people out up north. And they have this charismatic leader, and they start to follow him, and they are like, all right, this is us up here. All right. And um, and then he's like, oh, actually, we got to do some shit down south. Sorry. And they're all fucking pissed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like. But he, but I'm then, not being but then super he, articulate. But then but, he bends the knee to Daenerys, right? Yeah. And like, that's not unhonorable. He's he's it's not it's not an action that's unhonorable. But and then and then he like, in a stroke of honor, he he sticks by Daenerys once he's bent the knee. Yeah, because he's fucking dumb. Let's talk well, about okay. that. Well, you can call that dumb. Like, okay, uh, I think Littlefinger would have definitely called that dumb. But I think Littlefinger learned the lesson that Jon Snow was trying to teach down south, which was, what are we without our word? Because mm. because he got... Got! Yeah, let's talk about Littlefinger. <laughs> Little, he, Littlefinger was hot yesterday. And he's not today. He is so not hot. He's stone cold in the Littlefinger ground. Littlefinger is Actually, not... I want to correct that statement that I just made. They've probably burned him by now, because by now the North knows that the dead will come back yeah. so so he's probably like he was hot yes like earlier today then he was not right when he was cold and dead right. and now then he got really hot when they literally combusted him and then now he's just like he's ashes mixed in the snow he is not not okay little finger is not and that concludes our segment who is hot and who is not I just changed the names, okay? Yeah, it's fine. All right, dude. I kind of like having a not. Yeah. Memory. Yeah, cause some people are not hot. Like Brienne of Tarth. Oh, wait. Is she? Well, <laughs> that's up for our listeners to decide. <laughs> uh, message us at on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Carl Gardner with a C at the beginning, and uh, spe- Gardner spelled G-A-R-D-N-R. And Luke is at uh, Luke Verbatim, Verbatim like the uh, old brand of CDRs you used to buy. Let us and know. Now you have a bunch sitting around. 
what? just like in a stack, like on your shelf by your computer. You're not burning CDs. What are you talking about? I'm not burning CDs. Verbatim, the brand. I never heard of it. Oh, well, hopefully someone else has, so I don't look like an idiot. Um, yeah, well, I, but anyways. So I can't see you, so it's all right. That's great. Just sound. Uh, anyways, I'm so, at, so at Luke Verbatim. Yeah. Send us send us your comments. What do you do? You think like what do you think about Brienne? Like, are she and Jamie like are they gonna like now that Jamie's on an honor quest? Yeah, that's true. Everyone's on an honor quest right now. Like John's giving up his sword to Jorah, and Jorah is like sticking by Danny, and Danny is sticking by John, and John is sticking by Danny, and and John's sticking it. To, to Danny. Danny. Oh. <laughs> I think you had a good joke today that I stole on Twitter, which was, uh, it's uh, another day in uh, Winterfell and another eight inches of snow. Oh. Or is it sand? Oh. Or is it Targaryen? Ouch. Unclear. Okay. Well, now I think it's pretty clear by now because uh, Bran just said it. So, uh... Bran and Sam Tarly. Do you remember this? Bran and Sam Tarly had that moment. You remember that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, they and they caught what, up for a second. Which actually surprised me because I was like, wait, Bran doesn't know everything? Like, I thought he knew everything. Yeah. I thought he could... Anyway, so it was kind of crazy that he didn't know that Rhaegar had annulled his marriage and had a proper marriage with Lyanna Stark. Yeah. Which meant that John is not a bastard. He is Aegon, a quote unquote Aegon Targaryen. Uh I just want to say what the fuck? Like I'm I'm a little they like kind of came together on that. Like it seemed like they both had like Right. It's well, I, information it, that lined up. Dude, it was just like convenient. Like uh all right. So Sam gets to Winterfell, and the first person he sees, like, the first person he interacts mm. with, like, there's nothing, I don't feel like there's anything natural about that. That's what I, that, okay, this is what kind of bugs me about this season. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, like, an episode not having much. You know, like, I, I actually enjoyed, like, large spaces in time mm-hmm. between, I think this gets gets to your greater gripe. Which is another segment that uh, we're starting right now. That's greater gripe. Greater gripe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I missed that one. So we're griping. Uh, I think I, as far as the show goes, I really enjoyed like the pace that we were going at. I felt like the showrunners were able to, like, actually take their time and really do things extremely well. And now it feels rushed, and everything's happening like the next day. And Sam. Sam, it takes two episodes to get up north, and and Danny, it doesn't even take one episode. It takes like a third of an episode. Sam has done so much in this season. He's like, did he bail from the Night's Watch, or was that the last season? That was that was previous to this previous season. season. But I mean, he cured Jorah Mormont of. The uh, grayscale. Yeah. So now he knows. In like a very intense way. And then it was all like he was healed and it was fine like next week. Those wounds are taking a long time to heal. Well, I, I don't just, know. What else has he gotten? I, I feel like he hasn't really gotten much from Yeah. And it's like he's not. He doesn't listen. He like he wants to. He's he's raging against the, raging against the machine. But like 
I guess like all right, all right. Sam Sam has gotten two pieces of information that are important from the Citadel. First of all, the Dragonglass Dragonglass kills uh, White Walkers. White Walkers yeah. and Whites. And that what well, and that Dragonglass sorry, he knew that before he got to the Citadel, but that Dragonglass was at Dragonstone. Right. And then also he transcribed that thing where Rhaegar like annulled his marriage or got married to Lyanna. But he didn't even really transcribe that. We talked about that earlier. Um, and he kind of ignored uh, Gilly when she discovered that. Yeah, well, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. And we're back. I think, Luke, we call that in the podcast business a pee break. Is that correct? Um, yeah, and P, you know, it stands for pretty quick. Pretty quick. That was a pretty quick break. Yep. And then we had a bowl of chili, and that was delicious chili. You know what? We put some yogurt in there, but I wish we had had better yogurt. Do you know what yogurt I'm talking about? I do not. Oh, it's the Your Mama's Milk Yogurt. Your Mama's Milk Yogurt. It's delicious. Is it in stores right Have now? Have you never had it? It's I've a great substitute it. for sour cream, just like any Greek yogurt. But uh, I gotta say, I wish we had had that instead of whatever weak stuff we had in there. So thank you to our sponsor, Your Mama's Yogurt. Thanks, Mom. Thank you. So, and we're back to the Game of Thrones discussion. Uh, we're gonna center it here. Uh, Luke, keep your stuff together. Let's, like, not drop cans. You know... We got a lot of stuff on the table in front of us. There's a uh, there's a couple of bowls of empty bowls of chili. There's a thing of frozen donuts. There's a couple iPhone pluses. There's a book. There's this like gnarled piece of wood that's I guess decorative but mostly inconvenient. Carl, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff right now. So uh, okay. if we could bring the discussion back to Game of Thrones, I think. Uh, I never took it away from Game of Thrones. Well. That's fine. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So we were talking about Bran earlier. Uh, his wheelchair looks like the wheelchair of like someone who's been institutionalized in an asylum from 1920 until like 1957. Like they need they need like. I was a, actually thinking it was more like a 1962 to 1969 well, wheelchair. Fair enough. I know that you're an expert on wheelchairs, and um, right. Well, there was that one time. Yes, but we won't talk about that one time because it was at Disneyland, and what happens at Disneyland we don't talk about, unless we're using the wheelchair to get ahead in line, which is what exactly right. what we were doing. Right. So I I studied up on my wheelchair facts. I wasn't sure if before we went in through security that Disneyland would. Ask me questions about how wheelchairs work. Were you in the wheelchair or was someone else in the wheelchair? That was me. Okay. Do you remember that? We were getting in line for Indiana Jones. Ah. Uh, oh, wait, you weren't there. I was not there. Yeah, I'm thinking back to the time when I was on the Aerosmith roller coaster at Disneyland, but that's, a, that's also another story. I think you're thinking of Disney World. Disney World. Of Aerosmith course. had a roller coaster. What song did they play while you were on the roller coaster? They played. Um, Bang, 
Backseat lover, that was hard to never cover. We take tips, no. everybody. Uh, that's uh, that's the that's what you get with uh, what you pay for. Yeah, which was I assume nothing. We hope nothing. Yeah. If you, if you are paying for this, then please send us more money. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. are at. You're paying Luke, the wrong Luke person. Luke Verbatim and uh, Carl Alamode on Instagram. Yeah. Oh wait. Well, Mix that up. I'm I'm Carl Alamode on Instagram. You are Luke Stencil on Instagram. Got a lot of handles floating around, but the real the real handle that matters matters right now is Venmo. So I just want to say uh, there's an important thing that's been hanging around in the air of the room that we haven't discussed yet, and that is living an Alamode lifestyle. So. We all know that uh, a la mode is the way to be, but I just want to let people know that the a la mode lifestyle isn't one to be chosen, it is one to choose you. Correct. And it has chosen all of you. The a la mode lifestyle is basically, like people ask me all the time what the a la mode lifestyle is. And That's true, what, they do. What do I say every single time to them when they ask me how to live an a la mode life? Number one? Wait, number one of what? What do I say? Every single time, there are ten easy rules that you have to abide by in order to live an all-mode life. You're right. I'm sorry. I was going straight to the rules, and I forgot. (laughs) You established that there are ten rules. There are ten rules. What is the first rule that I always have? Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Well... I mean, yes, that is Bill and Ted's words. Maybe that's what you think. But actually, all modalism exists in the ether. And Bill and Ted simply were the first of our kind as human beings, our kind human beings, to divine it from the universe, to be excellent to each other. Some would would say it's one of the commandments where they're like, be good to your neighbor, but that's only to your neighbor. What about the people who literally live on the other side of the earth? All modalism... A la mode lifestyle really covers the entire earth, and not just your neighbors. Just want to let that be clear. And uh, and I'd like to jump in real quick and plug the uh, ambient energy theory, because um, <laughs> because Luke met this like weird guy. No, a, no, 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 no. He's a piano tuner, and he was on a. All right, let me see if let me. See, all right, all right. I'm gonna make five different points about this conversation that you told me, and you tell me if I get all five points right. All right, point number one, you were on a ferry going to an island. True. Point number two, he was a piano tuner. True. Point number three, you felt like you couldn't escape. Eh, it's mostly because I'm nice. Okay. I'm giving like, you like 50-50. You were like Jon Snowing that shit. Jon Snow doesn't have an option to be honorable, right? And you basically, you were you were too much of a Jon Snow in that moment. You were a yeah. Ned Stark I should have been like, you're crazy. And and you were being held captive in King's Landing, talking to this guy. Number three, he talked about uh, free energy. Uh, Yeah, free energy. Wait, that was number four. Okay, number four is free energy. Yeah, number four is free energy. And number five was, it turned out to be a Hare Krishna cult. Well, that's that's a stretch. Okay. Uh, I don't know about a Hare Krishna cult, but... uh... The dude definitely believed that the Earth was, like, 4,000 years old or some shit. So, so uh, do you think, like, if he were to live in Westeros, like, would he be a priest or priestess 
I guess a priest. I think he'd would be, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be like one of those a, fuckers a that was, okay. like, saying shame to, like, Cersei. Like, oh, one of the... Really? You think so? They believe in free energy? Well, maybe not free energy, but dude was, like, had some crazy beliefs that don't really make sense. So. I thought he would follow the Lord of the Light, to be honest. Like, oh. If he's about free energy, I'm thinking, like, like damn, like, Thoros of Mir and, like, Beric Tondarian were able to just, like... Like magically energy instantly in their swords. Good right? point. Yeah. And like free energy as far as like, like okay, here's a thought: if you can literally bring back somebody to life, isn't that the definition of perpetual motion? Like they could live and die perpetually, and never well, lose like the same life force that it's like in their soul. That's all I'm saying. If like, you got, but the thing is, you got to start it off. So it's like you're like, hey, donk. You're alive again. Oh, you died. Donk. Do you think they're infusing energy into... Yeah. I think something like that. Also, is uh, Melisandre Babe going to come back to Westeros? Like, what's going to happen? How's that going to happen? And what is it, what's going to happen? Well, I'd like to also put out there... <laughs> that uh, Melisandre Babe is an illusion. It's a... Right, she's not really a babe... Like, like it's a liberal hoax. She's not she's, hot. She is. She is definitely not on like eight hundred years old. But um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Melisandre Babe. So she which, apparently has to come back to die. What she talked about in the episode right, previous to some, this one. Like there was like that weird connection. It was a weird connection between her and uh, and why can't I think of his name right now? Our, oh, um, homeboy, smuggler homeboy. Yeah, no, 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 not smuggler homeboy, spy, spy homeboy. Um, mm. you're, why can't I think of his name? Jorah Mormon? He's not, no. No, the master of spies. Oh! The eunuch. Uh, Viserys. Viserys? That's not his name. Varys. 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 Uh, okay, so she Listen, had, I'd like to apologize to all of our <laughs> listeners, um... We're tired. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, I feel like if you're listening to our podcast, we're all in the same boat, so. So, she had that conversation with Varys, and it was like, I couldn't tell if she was reciting a prophecy. She was like, she said to Varys something like, you and I both really know very well that we have to die in Westeros. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like there's something supernatural about Varys. I, f- I think that we're going to mm-hmm. find out. I think, like... I think this is just another, like, episode of Supernatural. And, uh, Varys is some sort of, like, werewolf or, like, a <laughs> vampire or, uh, whatever he is. Yeah, you know, when you, when you approach the Supernatural, you only have two options. Either werewolf or vampire, and you're somewhere on this, like, spectrum of werewolf to vampire. Yeah. And I think that, uh, Varys is pretty, he's on the vampire side. Yeah, I would say vampire. Definitely, I think, like... Because he because he's bald, and I I don't think I've ever seen a piece of hair on him. Yeah, I think he's definitely not a werewolf. So we're gonna rule that out. Yeah, and we're gonna land on vampire. Which I don't know is that connected to the Lord of the Light in any way? Oh wait, there are well, no vampires in Westeros. This is one thing. I'm what per- is this? I'm pretty like up on, and it's the uh, lunar cycles of Westeros. So um, there are three moons that circle Westeros, right? There are okay. Yeah, All right, and please, please tell me everything about this. And um, so you have one moon, right? 
and it's a little moon. And if it's full, you might get like kind of werewolf. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then you get another moon in the mix. It might be like a crescent moon. You get a little more werewolf. There's this one time every like I think it's maybe 500 years. It varies, but depending on like obviously how the planet of Westeros is uh, orbiting the star that it orbits, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, there's this rare occasion when all three moons are full, and then fucking everybody on that planet turns into a werewolf. Well, actually, I don't want to. I don't want you to get too far ahead on this astronomy stuff because actually, uh, I want to announce to our listeners that we've actually booked Neil deGrasse Tyson to come into our episode next next week to discuss the the astronomy of Westeros. Uh, Shout out to Neil. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to help us settle the question, uh, is, are these White Walkers and these Whites, are they just seasonal? Is it just like a really bad winter? Or is this like, like, does this happen every once in a while? Or is this like, you know, does this actually, is this like the end of the world? You're like, global. it's global warming, like zombies are popping out of the snow. Like, yeah, normal stuff. But Neil, Neil is going to clear it up for us. Um, is it global warming or global freezing? we have that that query on on twitter uh i think uh twitter twitter's coming in here and somebody asked is it global warming or is it global freezing yeah look what do you think that's a good point um in west what was their twitter handle again that asked this question it was at it was okay you got me in a lie i didn't there was nobody on twitter i was inventing it this is our first or second, I should say, ever episode. Uh, we don't have any Twitter followers. So follow us. Uh, Luke is at... I'm at Luke Verbatim. And I'm at Carl Gardner. If you want to know how to spell that, just go to earlier in the podcast. Uh, so we need Twitter followers. Thanks. Yeah. But um, one of the things I'm looking forward to about Neil coming is that he's going to uh, clear up this difference between... A white and a white. You know, we got the White Walkers and we got the Whites. They're spelled differently. They're spelled differently, but they sound the same. One's like a being. Is that... What grammatical term is that? They're they're not antiphones. They're homophones. Homophones. Shout out to homophones. Thank you, Ms. Hill, freshman year of high school. Yeah. For teaching I me homophones. Can't believe I pulled that out of my ass. But um So what's the difference? So we got a um a white walker because they're literally white, right? They're literally yeah, white. They, they, they look like eyes and they're like they seem more cognizant than the other undead. So and the like, whites are more like the Draugr from Skyrim. Right, Skyrim. But I think white is just like another, like a white with a G. It's just another word for zombie, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I think it might have its roots in like uh, kind of uh, Scandinavian mythology. So I think that a little bit, but so I think then they make it very clear that the White Walkers they're not zombies. Like they have control over their actions. Very clearly, mm-hmm. they have. They're like human beings. They're like sentient, sentient. And then we have 
All right, here's the big question everyone's been asking, and we really want to know. Is Viserys a white walker dragon, or is it a white dragon? Yeah. White. Like, how's it going to go down? Do we need to get dragon glass on this dragon? I guess it's a white walker dragon. It's got the blue eyes. I think dragon glass also works on either whites or white walkers. Okay. All right, so we're going to conclude it here today. Uh, thank you again to our sponsors, uh, Mantingo. Mantingo? It's Mantingo. Mantingo. Try it in your next glass of tea. And who was our other sponsor? Our other sponsor was your mother's yogurt. Correct. Thank oh, you, Mom. But uh, coming in here now at the end is a tweet from... Uh, it's a question from at... Um, Glass shard gnarled wood, kind of a weird uh, yeah, Twitter get, handle there. Get but your Twitter uh, handle checked out. Yeah, no one's gonna remember that. Um, they are asking, all right, guys. So, if Game of Thrones is so good, why are you making a podcast about it? Well, our uh, we were just we're just a couple bros. We're a couple stros. Strohs. And we, we like hanging out with people, and we want to hang out with you. And we may not be able to do fireside chats every single time. but uh, That's true. But we're happy to be here with you. And, uh, look, we just started this because we want to have fun. And, uh, you know, come join us. Thank you to uh, Shattered Glass Gnarled Wood for that uh, question. All right. Uh, Thanks we'll again. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.